At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMM LP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9, The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I am your host, Don Proctor, and with me tonight is 8084. Hello. Hey, hello. hello. How are you? I'm pretty well. How are you guys doing this evening? Yeah. It was a lovely day in Vermont today, so it, how can you not be happy on a night a day it, like this? It was gorgeous. I think I may have even got slightly burnt, which is uh, not something I expected. In you know sun? Yeah, I was out, <laughs> out in the garden making Halloween decorations most of the day, which is a pretty good way to spend a Wednesday. Um, well, anyway, um, we like kicking off with a song. So what have you got for us? Go ahead. Me? Start yeah. the song? Okay. Oh, you want to just, we just going to launch if, into it? If you could, if you tell us what well, you, it is. You wanted us to play music. Okay. Yes. Wait, wait. Yes. Right. Yeah. I didn't know yes. we were here for that. Could, I was, a song actually, would be phenomenal. Yeah, we can do. You that? Yeah. Well, it's not we call it home. It seems fitting. It is. It's such a are, lovely day in This Vermont. does feel like my house. <laughs> it, it has that vibe to it. So. Tell Cal you said that. <laughs> One, two, three, wow! <laughs> fire spent my time in the sea and I've forgotten the last time oh I feel like me strangers in the mirror strangers in my bed strangers everywhere strangers in my head down in walls that keep me in it's never easy when you're leaving Never 
guys have been kicking around for, for a little while, I'd say. Fairly well established. <laughs> Just a little while. That's an interesting way of putting it. <laughs> um, kicking around. Yeah, kicking around for a while. Um, so it's been quite a long and storied career. Uh, but to start from the beginning, I'm assuming you all come from Mont- from Vermont, hence 8084. Actually, you know, funny story, Nobody, nobody's actually from Vermont. No here. one's from Vermont. Except here. our drummer, who's not here. Like, Oh, I see. Right. So because the, the one, the Vermont. Vermont, Vermont representative is actually not here today. Uh, so yeah, how did you you four meet back in 1982? Two. Yeah. Well, I was. Uh, I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I'll. Sorry. We'll I, speak I, very I, slowly. I don't take then. responsibility for the driving <laughs> down there. Um, but uh, I grew up in the western part of Massachusetts, and I was putting together a band, and we're looking for a um, a guitar player that played some keys, mm. and uh, so. Uh, went to see uh, some uh, booking agent told me about this band that was looking for someone. Long story short, I met a, a gentleman by the name of Charlie Hawthorne, Chuck Hawthorne, who became our keyboard player, and we put the band together. And mm. this was uh, June of May, June of '82. Andre and Frank joined us in November of that same year, and it's been the same guys ever since. And did you guys just take off immediately? Was it was it more of a kind of a of a slog up until you got to the point where you were kind of doing big tours and going to Europe and whatnot? Well, I like to think we're still slogging. Yeah, <laughs> we're good at slogging. slogging. <laughs> well, you've been you've been fairly successful. I mean, the vast, vast, vast majority yeah. of bands, you know, they get together for a few years. They they maybe make an album or two, and that's sometimes just as far as it yeah, goes. Think, and you I guys think, uh, go a bit further. Know, being with anyone. You know, it's it's like a marriage. It's forty years. That's a long time. Mm. I mean, um, it's a long time to even doing something you do like doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you we we've, we've been through so many things together, and and I think a lot like similar to a marriage, it either strengthens the marriage or it breaks the marriage. Mm. And I think in this case, if you have the right combination of people and the right, um, you know, the right personalities and synergy, and you have some success, 
you know, it, it, it strengthened us. It makes us better people. Yeah. <clears throat> to be honest, we have had moments of separation, but we, uh, <laughs> but we always come back. So come back. That's, that's the thing, yeah. And uh, back in the day, to answer your, your original question, when we first started off, you know, it was, um, we wanted to make a living at this. We also wanted to do original songs. We knew that. But in order to make a living, we played the popular songs of the day so we could work. And back then, uh, Vermont was such a different scene. It was a good place for us to all land. You could work six nights a week. You can, I mean, there was always work everywhere. It's not, and, and, and that's definitely gone away. So mm. we miss that. But it, you know, it was a, uh, the first step was doing the covers, and then we, but we right from the get go brought in originals, started writing some pretty pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> well, it was one of those you have a choice, you know, because you, if you're playing your own music, you're not going to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. and, and you want to survive. So you have a choice. I can bag groceries or I can play a cover song mm -hmm. and get better at my craft. Right. And that's what we do. We chose, you know. And that's how we became the red-headed stepchildren of the Burlington music scene. <laughs> <laughs> We're always, you know, you know, and, oh, that uh, cover uh, band. Yeah. We, we, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. We, uh, we had to deal with that uh, sort of stereotype of being, oh, they're just a cover band. But it was only here. We, yeah. That's the weirdest it's thing. It's a funny thing, you know. You're, else was, yeah, yeah. Burlington is, you know, God, we love Burlington. But it was a funny music scene because we always we were always kind of there was always this sort of condescending attitude because uh, we 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 made money playing music. We, you know we earned that's how we that was our day job. Our yep. day job was making music, which makes us prostitutes of a sort to the music. So, I guess in the true artistic sense, we were you know we were musical whores. Oh, I, I, in the best of all possible ways. I see. I don't mind that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is just a reputation you had in like maybe Burlington or, or Vermont, whereas obviously the rest of the United States and... You know, you We're can't... loved universally, except... Except right here in Burlington. Well, you certainly have a few axes to grind still. No, you know... It's, it's not, it's not no, 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 like no. that at, at all. It's, it's more the fact that, you know, um, you know, we have had a lot of success. Right. But yet we never get recognized mm. locally. But everywhere else we get it. But that's okay. I mean, because we live here and maybe that's okay. But it's a different scene here, you know. Um, it, it's just that the music's a little bit different. And, you know, if you're an original artist here, there's not a lot of commercial hair rock bands anymore. Right. In fact, there's none anywhere. <laughs> but I mean, Anywhere, I literally we anywhere. Just did there yeah. is, um, is something from 2006. It's more of an Americana feel. Yeah. And so we kind of changed the direction. We stayed together, but we didn't keep playing, you know, hey, let's play another 80s. Right. I'll, I'll write a song. Let me see. I've got three things to choose I can talk about. My girlfriend breaking up with me. I can talk about sex, or I can talk about you know something else, and that was it. But when we realized you don't have to be that '80s band anymore, and you can just do what you want. But you can if you want to. Yeah. Right. We still got that in us. I mean, that's in our DNA. But I, I do quite like the fact that you yourself reference yourselves as like hair rock, hair metal. Um, so that's definitely what I. Well, we don't. You don't. But there is. I think you know what I think we are. I think we're a. I think we're a. If I if somebody says, "What do you guys like?" I, mm. I kind of, in my mind, I'd like to think we're like Bad Company, mm. but um, in the old original stuff. And Paul Rogers, what a great singer! Oh, I mean, God, I could Paul only Rogers. hope to ever touch that. But um, you know, once you get, you know, it's like anything. Once you do something and you get a certain people start thinking of you in a certain way, it's really hard to break that stigma. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm saying this from a, from an outsider 
looking at the videos on your website, for instance. You know, there was a great, great recording of you guys back in the day. It's grainy. It's black and white. Yeah. You have got the hair. You've got the, you know, the the, the shirts all ripped up and stuff. All the affectations of metal. Right. You're doing you're doing all the all the moves. Um, but back then, um, how was like gender and gender identity viewed? Because at the time, that was hyper masculine. Like that was, you know, the, your, uh, you know, several bands out there at the time, like Motley Crue and whatnot, were seen as, you know, international sex figures. But but these days, that would be seen as gender nonconforming. You know, you guys were perming your hair. You had more makeup than most <laughs> women. So was that was that a view? What was the view inside that community at the time? Because it, you were doing stuff that would be seen yeah, as kind I, of feminine. Yeah, I, I don't know if we were actually school. that analytical about it. And I don't think we ever actually... I think there was a certain de rigueur. You, you, uh, that was the almost the uniform of the day. So, you know, you had hairspray. You had, you know, you teased your hair. You did all these things. And I don't think we ever actually went to the, went, went to the depth of actually thinking about what we were doing. It was just what you did, you know? Mm. We'd go play, a, you know, play someplace and... Three quarters of the crowd look just like us, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. And that's just because that was the dress of the day, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we—I don't think we really thought about that. that yeah, we're you know, not a thing. We're obviously, not obviously, you know, early <laughs> in the band, you know, you're wearing really tight spandex, right? And you're wearing a jock strap or not? Yeah. You know, and you know, there's leaves a lot to the imagination or nothing at all. Right. But you know, we used to get—I used to get a lot of, uh, you know, crap from people back then. You know, guys would come up, you know, and just harass me during the break, and you know gone and on and these guys were a little i mean they were a little more you know at that time i was probably a, a little more uh thin. i was thinner and it was you, you were a lot you were more singery back then more singery she was a lot more singer yeah, softer hands does that mean yeah that's what you think just what you think <laughs> so, all due respect so, bless so, his heart so there was, was kind just, of a duality there because you you had those kind of tough guys coming up to you at the break like like trying to start well, a fight. I fist fights all the time. But at the same time, this look was seen as, you know, yeah. hypersexualized masculinity. So it's it's strange how you had that kind of duality there where you where something very hyper masculine was actually also seen as threatening. So that it definitely kind of plays into this whole gender fluidity that you saw at kind of the height of That's the really 80s. really interesting. I you know, I never I never thought about it in terms like that. And and now Now we're cerebral. Now we yeah, now we're, we're, we're thinking of all this <laughs> stuff. Different. All these things that went through our brain. The process that we went through. In order yeah, to... No, I will never put on those red leather pants. <laughs> as much as you know, people say, you should the... are you kidding? That's not what I do anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just we we've changed and we're not still those same eighty guys. Yeah, no, of course not. I mean, it just must have been a yeah. fantastic moment to be in at the time in, in the eighties when you, you had that moment. But as you said, you, you kind of come out of that and that did allow you to kind of start changing. And I imagine well, you can't be in a band together forty years without Without well, I, kind of I, meandering through the genres. A well, bit. I think I think you know it's everything's an evolution. I don't think it ever stop. I mean, those those are facets of our of our musical personality and character. I don't think you ever really lose that. I mean, there are times when you're when we're playing that. I mean, just I mean when I'm playing it, I get lost in it. I'm just I'm in that moment, and I just I'm not thinking about anything else. And you know, I might be doing the same thing I did back in the '80s. I don't know. You know, people say you make those funny guitar faces. Can you stop? No, I can't. I'm, I'm completely, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't, Stop being I don't yourself. Stop being yourself <laughs> yeah. and be someone else. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's disingenuous if you actually try not to do something, you know what I mean? As opposed to just, I mean, the freedom. I always tell people, you know, people say, well, it must be scary getting on stage like that. And I said, 
No, it's the exact opposite. Getting on stage is like it's the only place in the world where the whole world melts away. You don't have you don't have a car payment, you don't have an electric bill. You get on stage, the world melts away and you just you're in that moment and you got people out there and you're making music with your with your brothers here and it dude, there's nothing better in the whole world than that. Well, you, you guys are very much uh, uh, entertainers. I mean, w watching videos you, Yeah, you, exactly. You, you've got a stage presence, you've obviously got charisma. There's there's Things that you may not or may not have practiced, but definitely look like you've done a few times before on stage. So, uh, as everything's melting away, but you're also putting on a show, how does that kind of work? Do, do you kind well, of come up with that beforehand, or was that just no, something think, you were naturally I, good I think, at? I think when you, when, when, you, when we get on stage, it just we you know we just we became a heightened version of ourselves. I mean, you you know I'm I'm a practiceaholic. I mean, I know the songs so well that. I'm never actually thinking about the mechanics of it. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about just being in that moment. Just how can I how can I make this this moment bigger? How can I how who can I reach in the audience? How can I how can I connect? Creating that conduit between ourselves and the audience. I mean, there's yeah. there's, there's 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 no better e-ticket ride than being on stage. Mm. He just I know what yeah, we've been doing this for so long that after a couple of years I knew what he was going to do before he knew he was going to mm. do it. So it just. You, you, you know, all these years with all his kicks, he's only got me once. Once. <laughs> and, and he meant to do it. So, I made it look like an accident, it. though. I that, probably deserved it. But, was you know, that but, prior to one of those times the band split up? And, uh... No, 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 because we're no, brothers. You it know, was a Thursday. Through, we've, we've gone everything. We've been shot at. We've been uh, arrested. Uh, you know, we've been through you know, multiple you know, relationship breaks, divorces. I mean, everything. Deaths. And, and 40 years later, we're still sitting here, and the most fun I have now, when I was, you know, when back then it was like, hey, you know, you're in a band. <laughs> now it's like, hey, I'm in a band, I get to hang out with my friends mm -hmm. and make music. And it's, so it's come full circle for me in that way. Right, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'm going to say that you've had, what, 4,500 live shows? At um, oh, at least, yeah. That yeah. was just well, last week. Yeah, right. Is there any? Obviously, it sounds like they've got a, a multiple stories from from across the decades. But were any of those particular gigs stand out for unusual reasons? <laughs> for for different reasons, not for like you maybe you know the first time you played to a multi-thousand person crowd. Obviously, that one's going to stick out. Is there any any kind of stick out that were like, huh? That was that was a strange one. <laughs> strange one. Why? A strange you need one. Need to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one keep, wasn't keep, strange. Keep Remember it somewhat PG because this is a, you know yeah. you know radio and all that. Uh, there really are so many. I think I think probably one of the turning points for us was when we won this this international um, contest up in Montreal uh, called Rock Search, and that was back in '87. And um, and we we played at the Olympic Stadium Velodrome, and there were a lot of um, uh, bands, only two, I think, from the States originally, us and a band from Florida, and then everybody else was from across Canada. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we won that, it was like, that was a, that was a, a moment that just, uh, felt like this is definitely, we, we made the right choice. This is mm -hmm. what we want to do. Of course, then we followed that up with signing, signing a management contract with the first one that came along <laughs> and, and totally, <laughs> totally blew it all out to hell. Uh, that's, um... That become a mess, <laughs> but it was really cool at that time yeah. too because um, you know here's that. Oh wait a minute, we're just a cover band from Burlington. I'm sorry, mm. um, but then we're being courted by the record labels, and right. so um, you know we end up. I can distinctly remember going to dinner with CBS at um, this Italian restaurant, 
and it was the president of CBS Canada, and he was sitting there oogling us. Mm. And I was like, I've made it. This is it. I'm here. We've arrived. We jumped and, the gun. And we jumped the gun. <laughs> Apparently, we had not yet made it. Yeah. yeah. So, Who knew? I mean, then, then our management company had problems with the producer, and the producer's his name was uh, Aldo Nova, and they had problems together. And um, it became know, our problems. It became yeah. our problems. And then Chuck got killed in a car accident, and the band just kind of. But we kept it together for yeah. a couple of years, and then we, and then we got back together. Yeah, that was a really, really, I'm sorry for interrupting Randall, but that was uh, when Chuck died. It was a Christmas Eve on the way home from a gig. <coughs> and, um, uh, or Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, Eve. Eve, Eve, Eve. yeah, yeah. And um, when he, and we were devastated. And we all gathered and we talked about, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, Chuck really was the kingpin of the, you know, he was, he was, he was the guy. Um and um, we decided, first thing, we had a New Year's gig, and we said, well, well, we had a friend from Burlington sit in on keys, do the New Year's gig, then we took a few weeks off, we decided we're not gonna stop. Mm -hmm. Chuck wouldn't want us to stop, uh, and we don't want to stop. We, I mean, we loved each other dearly back mm -hmm. then, and, and we have occasionally from time to time since then, but... <laughs> um, and uh, so we, just, we, uh, we had, some friends, we had a lot of friends in, in the bands that were on the circuit. Like I said, you could make a living back then. And some of the better keyboard players came along. Um, what, what's the name of Lane's studio? Lane Gibson from... Uh, Lane Gibson recording. It, was, it used okay. to be Chuck Ellers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lane uh, Gibson recording. Him and some other keyboard players, and they programmed. It was just when you could program keyboards and stuff. I'm popping here a lot. I'm sorry about that. Um, and uh, they programmed his parts, and we're still using some of those parts today in some of our songs, oh, wow. which is sort of a, a cool thing. So we still we still um, uh, honor him in that way, and it's a weird thing because he's with us every every step of the way. It's so yeah, ooh, ooh. Well, that's kind of <laughs> kind of spooky, but yeah. yeah, it is almost Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. I, kind of amazing that technology happened to coincide at this very moment in time so you you did manage to keep a part of him within the songs that you were well, making yeah, going forward. Well yeah, the parts that he had actually sequenced, yeah. we still use them to this day some of them, but yeah. then it also made us better musicians because now we're down a man. Mm. Uh, you know, so now we got to pull it together and figure out how did, how's four people do this and out of respect we never replaced him. So right. um, it, it certainly it was you know, one of the, that's that's a moment I think we all share that was just devastating. Yeah, and and then we kept going. Yeah, and I life mean, went on, and we still, you know, uh, our the the publishing deal we just signed um, is is really interesting because um, you know they they didn't have an estate or it, it was weird how it was set up because some of the songs we had to figure out how are we going to get the royalties because he's a songwriter he's listed on the songs so ended up we reached out to his. Uh, daughter, who is a works at a comic club in New York City, and she said, "I'll sign the stuff," and and so she gets his royalties now. Oh, fantastic! And they split them across the family, but but that's the kind of stuff we had with the band. It was a family thing. It mm. was a close thing, and still to this day, you know, right. we we have people that come to the show. They just you know, they just are part of who we are. Yeah, uh, definitely want to talk about your fans in just a moment, but we'd love to hear another song. If uh, if you, you can grace us one, one? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually we got you one for another two, so. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, what were we doing? That's good. No, I thought I thought we were doing that last, but I'm good. Batman, last. I don't know. All right. 
He's got his fingers right there. I'm, on I'm the playing app. an F chord. We're playing go. Batman. I've come, I've come this far. It doesn't sound like an F chord. I don't play these on stage. Singers and guitars. Can you tell? It's a little caveat here, a little side side journey. One of the things I I hate probably more than anything, and these guys will attest to that. What is it, guys? Uh, Peas. And? Uh, Playing acoustic shows. And I hate that. I'm sorry. I thought you were liking these because that's why we're here. We, oh. did, we did one acoustic show before, and Andre, could, he, he kept jumping up out of the chair, literally. He jumped up twice and unplugged his guitar by mistake because he couldn't sit still. Just, yeah, it's just not my thing. I just We, we can accommodate electric instruments here, you know. We, uh, we have the technology. Uh, well, next time. Next time. Damn it. Oh, thank you. Okay. And sitting, man, I just, this, this is weird. <laughs> hey, I feel like I'm in, I'm in my living room, so this, this works out. This is nice. Oh. Anyway, song real called Bad Man. One, two, three, four. Just a refugee with a family to feed from the higher cost of living. All around me, you don't know my name. Breaking all the rules, playing somebody's fool for the higher cost of giving. Safe at home, then I see the lights go. Running from the law, got my foot to the floor. Not a bad man Running down the road Got nowhere to go I'm not a bad man 
Thor there with Bad Man. Um, so you guys mentioned that, you know, you've got a lot of, like, diehard fans from back in the day, and I'm sure many you've picked up along the way as well. Um, first of all, do they have a nickname? You know, like, Taylor Swift has fans <laughs> called Swifties. Do you, does 804 <laughs> have a nickname for their fans? <laughs> we could say all kinds of inappropriate Billy. things right now, but we, <laughs> we call them Billy. But we won't. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know we'd have... We really don't, you know. That's, that's yeah, interesting. Dude. We need one, though. Do you guys have any suggestions? Uh, I mean, wait, four heads. Yep, four, four heads. <laughs> oh, I guess would be. Uh, I was being. Uh, that, that's another I was option. To avoid the low hanging fruit. Uh, I say that. I, I guess you can. It's just, a, it's just a nasty <laughs> internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's anatomy. It's anatomy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so tell us about how this, how the kind of the, the the fan base grew and and what it kind of looks like now. How does how does your fan base kind of interact with you uh, these days? But yeah, first of all, like how did it grow and how did it feel when you sort of felt it grow? Well, I, I think certainly social media has helped a lot. I mean, granted, a lot of our our fan base does, don't know how to use computers, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's 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 become multi generational. We have that's that's the beauty of this. It's it's fun to see that you know parents bring their their kids and and sometimes their grandkids to the <laughs> to the shows, and uh, no, it's it's uh, it's been fun to watch. I mean, and you. Like every band, we've got different pockets of, of fan bases in different mm-hmm. different cities around the country too. So, and we've got people coming from all over the country for the for our show in November. So. Yeah, they're flying in. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not unusual. And we just started a, a put a, a, the first uh, two or first three uh, downloads uh, online of digital downloads ourselves, where somebody didn't. You know, we didn't have to go through somebody. We did it ourselves. Built the mm-hmm. site, and. People buy our stuff from you know from all over the the globe, which is really really interesting. And we our first album when we put our first album out, it sold just in the uh, in the Benelux countries, you know, Belgium. We're big in the Benelux countries. Yeah, and and Scandinavia. Yeah, we and Germany, and yeah, we sold a lot of stuff over there. In excess of ten thousand units the first time around with the first album over there, and so that's when you know that's when all that thing uh, stuff was happening. But people don't forget. What's really interesting is they. They look you up and go, you know, wow, you guys are still around. You're still breathing. <coughs> well, it's yeah. funny because you know, you were in your formative years as teenagers in your twenties, you know, the, you got these bands that really stick with you, yeah. stick with you. And you, you go back, I go look back and listen to those bands now, and I'm like, yeah, they're they're objectively. Uh, if I play them for Annie here, she'll hate them because she, she, <laughs> she's making a face she, right she now. She wasn't listening to a lot of them when I was listening to them, um, but you know, I absolutely love them, still do, and I'm sure. There's a lot of fans out there that, you know, first time around really got into you at that same age, and then their kids may have got into you at the same that same age, and then maybe the grandkids got into you got into you at that same age as well. So, you know, pe- it, people do get stick with they fans do. like uh, that. We heard a funny uh, somebody called into another radio interview we were doing the other day, and it was I'll be quick with this. She was 85 years old. She wanted to try oh, to yeah. get some tickets. We're giving, we're giving she, away tickets. We're giving away tickets. <laughs> she said, "We said well, for you," and she goes, "No, for my." my two children because they're big fans. And she goes, in fact, every morning when I go downstairs to do the laundry in the basement, we still have a poster of you young guys up. <laughs> Thinking, what does that mean? Yeah. That- <laughs> so, um, but it was, um, it's just really interesting to see how, you know, people come because I think what, I think the one thing we still bring is authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really into it. You can tell Andre's yeah. into it, you know, and we're really into the, the synergy going back and forth instead of just sitting there and playing songs. Well, see, the, you know, one of the points you brought up before about um, performance, it's, we, I mean, we don't think of ourselves as musicians. 
you know, when you get on stage, you're an entertainer, you're a performer. And I always try, again, I work with a lot of young musicians in the studio, and I always try to explain them, when you're performing, be a performer. You're not a musician. You know, grab your audience, whatever it takes to do that, you know. Think of the performance, the, the entertainment value. I mean, we, you know, that's one of the things we always think about. You know, there's, every show has the ebb and flow of momentum. You know, we're doing song lists and things like that. There's so many facets to putting on a good performance. And it's not just go up there and play the songs. You know, it's just, it's like watching paint dry. I mean, you, we've all seen those bands. And right. there, there are great bands that, that, that are incredible musicians, but they're not the best performers. Right. Again, you could, you could, you could listen to the record then. Um, and you guys are subject of fans, and you mentioned, you know, Belgium, Germany, Scandinavian countries really seem to resonate with your sound and your music. What, what is it about your music that really brought in people from, like, you know, uh, continental and northern Europe? They don't know us. I, yeah, I think they just have really good taste. <laughs> no, I, I think it is. Yeah, it's We're all very handsome and intelligent, <laughs> it's, clearly. It's a conundrum. Uh, that's, that's, that, I don't know. I, I think... Um, we you know, were, I'm sorry, uh, it's go, it kind of goes back to the real people thing, you know, uh, when, when we started touring around the country and, you know, leaving Vermont and we, we uh, <laughs> had a band meeting, had a big decision, we were going to spend a hundred bucks on a camera, you know, because you needed a camera back then. Right. And, uh, and we take pictures on the road and take pictures of our fans and then uh, we'd put together a newsletter and we'd send the news, you know, we have people sign up and do all that kind of thing. And that's how the, the, the um, fan base sort of started to build and the same thing happened when we started selling stuff in Europe we'd get we'd get fan mail from Europe and we'd write back I mean you know we'd, we'd do that I remember one particular letter we got from some some guy was Czechoslovakia at the time and uh, boy that's how old we are <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he learned how to speak English by watching Scooby-Doo and he <laughs> and it was just it was just like this so oh, yeah, oh boy <laughs> so, so we, you know, we we stay in touch with them as well, and we we respect them. I mean, yeah. do you guys ever still make it over to Europe to kind of do do a gig over there, or is that? No, nah, I think I'm going on vacation. But yeah. That's about it. yeah, it sounds like work at that point. Yeah, you know? for sure. Touring is uh, being on the road is is tiring. It's, mm. It takes a lot. It's a great of, discipline, though. I mean, that's one of the things you learn when when we'd go out on the road for you know ten weeks at a time, maybe have a day off in a month, mm -hmm. and so yeah. you 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 learn the uh, you know. You know, making sure you're properly getting proper nutrition, you're getting rest. I mean, you have, you know, we, you know, we, that, I mean, this was job one for us. It was all about making sure the next show was great. Mm -hmm. So it was never about uh, anything to excess to the point where if it affected the show, then we didn't do it. Right. I mean, it was just, you, you learn to take care of yourself on the road. What was the largest tour you guys ever did? What was the, like, the long, long, longest in terms of longevity? Like 10 weeks or so? I think we yeah, probably something like that. And we had um, a couple of <laughs> a couple of uh, gigs of note. We we would our management company at the time it was out of North Carolina called Showtime, and they uh, they thought it was a good idea to book us and wrap up in Panama City, Florida, on a Sunday night, and then perform in Grand Rapids, Michigan, on a Tuesday. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, wow. they, and they set that up driving, a couple of times. We drove Dr driving the rather than flying. I still well. remember that. I yeah, still oh, remember definitely that driving. Yeah, across the Midwest because we saw one of the coolest thunder and lightning storms. Oh man, that was intense. across the plains that, that we'd a, ever seen. Yeah, those yeah. are the things that people you, you don't you can't do. You know, mm. you, those are the things you remember and pull you together that you enjoy right. as a group. 
We were really fortunate too that we had uh, we had really dedicated uh, um, crew members because if we if we had to be setting up <laughs> our stuff and going, I mean that trip from Florida to, to Grand Rapids, those guys didn't get it. I don't think they got any sleep no, we, at all. We, we left. We we did. Uh, it was a weekend. We played in Panama City. We did a matinee on Saturday in Saturday night, Sunday Sunday night. So we had two shows on each of those days. Uh, the crew toured down. Probably left around around four in the morning. Probably. Yep. Drove straight from Panama City up to Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, nonstop. And I think we got there at 10 in the morning on Tuesday and had to play that night. I'm guessing the coffee was pretty strong back in the day then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that anyway. Well, we kept following, uh, there was an artist at that time, Taylor Dane. That was out. In every place that we would go, we were like three days behind her. <laughs> we were trying to catch up. Did you have the she was really company? good at that time. So we were trying to catch up, but we could never get there. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you've got some digital downloads on your on your website and that you've got this big gig happening in November. So, yeah, tell me a bit about what's happening right now. What, what's, what's going on for AO84 in 2022? Uh, well, we the 40th year anniversary at Higher Ground on November 12th. We've been working towards that. Um, we got together with the thoughts of maybe we, uh, let's just do a gig. And we started having some band meetings. And the next thing you know, we were talking about, um, uh, hey, let's, uh, we had fans requesting, hey, you never put that out. This is so long ago that we had, the first two albums were never on CD. Mm. And our demographic still. And they still listen to CDs. <laughs> yes. So, yes. so they, we decided to put a CD out con- uh, you know, so we did that, and then, and then we signed the the publishing deal, mm. um, and then all of a sudden this momentum started coming again. So it was kind of like, okay, what do we do with this? And then we started to have fun again, and that was one of the things who we were having fun at rehearsal and, and said, hey, you know what? This is this is good. Let's get the higher ground show uh, done, and maybe let's t- do a couple more next year, and see what happens. So that's kind of the. That's what's going on right now. Okay, so you say a couple more. You mean a couple more at higher ground or a couple more? No, no, we're going to do uh, probably a, a few more shows. Uh, some lart, like, um, I won't go into the venues because, or I could. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, places like the Paramount Theater, we're looking at that, the Strand over in Plattsburgh. Yeah. Uh, uh, stuff like that. In places that, you know, we had a poll in a draw, and, it, you know, Rutland's one of those places. It's really funny, you know. It's, yeah. Rutland is really funny. <laughs> Barry's kind of like Rutland, you know. It's kind of the yeah. same. But Barry, the same thing. We might do the Barry Opera House. But so, not not big places, but, you know, five, six hundred, seven hundred yeah. venues. So, still, definitely a lot of people around here would be uh, uh, yeah. clawing your eyes out to get those uh, those gigs and those those. Yeah, we, the funny thing is, we you know, this show it surprised the heck out of us. And how, how dumb are we over the, all these years? That you know, we uh, the tickets we decided to do VIP tickets and charge you know fifty dollars for a VIP ticket, and and we don't get all that money, of course. Right. Um, but those sold out faster than the general admission ticket. <laughs> it was like, well, how dumb are we? We should have done all the tickets to VIP. Charge more yeah. money altogether. Uh, and <laughs> but, talk to know. everyone individually. <laughs> um, I did want to ask one last question before we kind of put you onto the last last song. Um, what, as you've done so, so many gigs, you must have played every single type of uh, stadium or a bar, dive bar, on the street that, that works. You've probably done every single type of venue. What was your, your typographical favorite? When you were rocking up, so when you saw it, you're like, yeah, this one's going to be good because it's like X. The Rocket Shop. Said it right this time. Yeah. Google tried to keep telling me kept telling me it was the rocket ship. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. Favorite? 
<sighs> not not maybe specifically a place, but like a type of place. Well, what was it, what was your kind of? I like I like big stages. I like you know like the fairgrounds and places like that. Whether I, I like outdoor gigs anyway. Mm. There's something about the you know just you know the the sound pressure level isn't quite the same, and it's just there's something about. You know, there it usually tend to be more all-age crowds, too. I mm-hmm. like that. I mean, we've sort of, you know, I don't want to say we've graduated from, but we, you know, there's no interest for us to do bars now. Right, right, um, right. I, you know, I like I like that. Again, the 8084 Cradle to the Grave, that's our demographic right now. And, uh, yeah, just playing, like, you know, fairgrounds and things like that where you have a nice big system and you're dealing with pros on the stage, good right. techs and everything. And yeah, that's, that's my I, favorite I kind of like this. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, because I, you know, I had some time doing a, some singer songwriter things and like this, and it was fun. Um, I, I, I started appreciating the, the ambiance and the connection. It's harder with a lot of people screaming, ah! I love that. that connection. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, um, don't get me wrong, but I like this too. You're right. Because the conversation surrounds the music, and you can actually tell stories, and it right. gets a little more intimate. There are no acoustic guitars and no shows. <laughs> and Randy doesn't have to try to play bar chords on Badman no. way up here when my hands are ready. Is that what off. you're doing? And uh, yeah, uh, what was your favorite? Really uh, hard, well, buddy. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with Andre. I'm, well, I'm with both of these guys on that. But uh, so I'll pull a favorite place that, that we used to play regularly that that I really liked, and that's the fl- a place called the Flaming Mug, oh, in, uh, the mug. in oh, Fayetteville, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And so you know, a lot of military people would show up. It was it was a good sized room, about you know, 500 people probably. Maybe. And, uh, it was almost, almost, almost the size of high ground ballroom. They, but they almost always had some national act there that we would open for. So we'd get to, you know, we'd get to play a show with Warren or somebody and, like that. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was, and, that, and that they was treated us great. It was, a, yeah, a real fun room. Nice. Well, Again, sim- similar big room. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a mixture. We kind of ran the gamut on that one. Yeah. Um, well, we really loved having you on. We would love you to play long, one last song to kind of play us out with. Let's see what we got here. What's left? This would be all right. Oh. It's so weird because when we do this without the band, it's a different arrangement. Right. We're at rehearsal <laughs> the other night, and I, I couldn't remember. I was, I, I kept going, it, that's not right. I'm trying to <laughs> sing it, and we keep starting it. I realize I'm not even singing the right song <laughs> because the words. I'm trying to jam the words into a from a different song. No wonder it doesn't feel right. <laughs> so if I mess it up, I have an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's because he's singing a different song. If I could fly one more time on these broken wings, then I would try to embrace these forgotten dreams. If I could cry, would I cry empty tears? And if I should die, will I die with you in my prayers? I spent chasing the truth But you don't know me This is my time I've got nothing to lose And I want to live I want to breathe Feel your sun as it shines on me And I know That everything's alright If 
I could walk I would walk till the day was done If I could stop I would stop with my face to the sun If I could ride Only one song for you to hear Then I could fly Fly away from the lonely years All of my life I spent chasing the truth But you don't know me And this is my time is out guys thank you so much for coming in i really appreciate it um and also best of luck with the with the revival yeah the whole thing right back at you you know we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow make the most of today right (laughs) here we go Uh, i know what's gonna happen tomorrow it's on my calendar (laughs) (laughs) well that's all we've got time for tonight um as for next week on any future weeks okay so next week we're fixing the museum so Okay. okay, so... Uh, so <laughs> I stand corrected. You, you you do know what's happening next week. Yeah, so yeah. next week is uh, going to be confusing. Um, so uh, maybe tune in, maybe don't. Uh, but for now, this has been WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont. 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. You did an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you You're really good at your job. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs>